0: network because you can handle the truth.
1: with the rock permanent winter road the second with the rock winter road so that was Elvis presley by the way uh doing amazing grace he's one of the best renditions of amazing grace i heard and uh i'm telling you what better wake up we've got a spiritual war. you better get on the right side because we've got a one between the creator and christ and satan and it's going on right now and satan flat out he's gonna lose He's going to lose. Whether we can save our republic, I don't know. I don't know. But I know one thing we're supposed to keep fighting. You never surrender. Never surrender. You don't be lukewarm. You get in the battle and you fight and you stand your ground. Forever. I've got some amazing stuff coming up in the next hour that's going to enlighten a whole bunch of why Congress does what they do. But anyway, I got a. Uh, let's get a. Ed, now we got a question or comment on our subject today. Hello, Ed.
2: Yeah, I'm here. Yeah,
1: you got a question uh, or I comment just, on I what we're
2: yeah, talking I just about? To, I just wanted. Yeah, I just wanted to find out if you had a chance to take a look at the email I sent you with uh, uh, the definition of resolution in it.
1: Okay, I don't. I'm not so. You, your your point is what is the definition of a joint resolution disapproval? Is that what no, you're any, talking about? Any, any, any
2: resolution, any resolution doesn't matter whether it's joint or. Okay, give joint. me
1: give me give me your uh, the short story. What is the definition that you have come up with? The short
2: story is that it's a uh, first of all, it's an opinion of the lawmaker. Start with. Second of all, it doesn't have the foundation of law uh it's uh it's a uh opinion where the congress will make a uh that opinion based on some law they can't change that's what it says and basically it's for public policy purposes only and so everything if you look at all the stuff that they have created since the civil war it's all resolutions everything's a resolution there is no public laws that have been created
1: Okay, I'm going to stop yeah, you right no. there. Uh, oh, hold mm-hmm. on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Uh, I am going to have to totally disagree with that. That not everything is a resolution. Uh, there's a way a lot more to that than that. There's the statutes of the United States, statutes of the United States of America, and public law. They're all different. Uh, and they're not all resolutions. So that's not. I'm going to have to disagree with yeah, that. Okay, well, that's, that's to, you have to go
2: back. You have to go back and look and see if they were passed by resolution. Or if they were passed by public law, because they're not public law, there's no way. Do you, know public public law. Law is? you know what public
1: law is? Yes, I do. Well, it's, the, okay, it's the organic it, law. It's the organic okay, law of oh, boy, hold on, hold on. Hey, just, yeah. just, just take one point at a time here. Is public law yeah. a law of the United States? Yes or no?
2: Yes, and it and it's in full force of in fact too.
1: Oh, okay, well, I'm going to have to. You need to look up the definitions. They started public law. In 1936, mm-hmm. it is not a law of the United States, and they print it. Okay, and okay, I'll, I, I will send you send me an email, and I'll I'll just send you right out a black law. You can start right there. Okay, that is not a uh, that's not a true statement. Okay, and I'm not trying to embarrass you or anything. I'm trying to stay with well, the facts. Well, you can't embarrass
2: me. You can't embarrass me because I know what I'm talking about because I've already done the research. So
1: okay, no well then uh, okay, well. Uh, <sighs> We're going to have to disagree with that, and I need to get back. Do you have any other point on what we're talking about? Because no, I, I just law. I just barely wanted to know if you had seen it. That's all. I just wanted to know if you saw it. That's it. Yes, I did. Because yes, a resolution is a formal opinion. is a uh, a formal expression of opinion or will of an official body or public assembly, adopted yes. by vote. Okay, and it's usually mm-hmm. it's right. a policy and stuff. It is not laws. Okay, and you're true on that right. is absolutely true. Okay, right. Okay, that's but the, the rest of it is not true. So anyway, okay. Well, well I'm
2: rest, you don't read the rest of, you got to read the rest of the of that of that definition first.
1: <clears throat> before I you understand what I talked about. Okay, well, we're not going to. I'm not going to spend all the time today on that because I. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I just what I, I wanted to know is if you'd seen it. That's all I did. I, I did.
2: Out, is I, you I, I have. Okay. I have. All right, good, good. Okay, thank you. All All right,
1: well, I thought that would help you because
3: that's in line with what you're teaching. Yep, okay. All righty. All right.
1: So anyways, okay, thank you. So anyways, uh, back to the rest of what we're talking about here because this is really going to get amazing. Oh, John in Michigan. I'm sorry, I didn't go back to Skype here. I was going to continue on. You got a question or comment on what we're talking about?
4: Uh, yes, uh, Ralph. Uh, up here in, in northern Michigan, there's a four-county health department that is affiliated with the uh, Capitol Lansing's uh, uh, state health department. And they, they, they recommended and, and, and put an order out that children have to wear masks in the school. Uh, and I've gone to the county board a couple of times and have brought up the federal register because they have a county nurse and also one of the board members of the county is on the board of the, the health department. And how can I get this to change? If there's a way to expose these people of not having the authority, I brought that up. Uh, okay. If i uh,
1: I'd have to see it, but let me, let me give this short story and you can call. You have my number, phone number. Yes, I do. Okay. Well, give me a call after the show and help. But here's the real key. All of these states and all these nonsense are all tied in to the federal agency. And that's how you hook them, because you show me where in the federal register it has the force and effect of law, show me where they put it that it has general applicability and even legal effect. That's the first standard. And if you can't do that, we've got nothing to talk about. And they piggyback on a bunch of nonsense. Mandates. Okay, what's a mandate? Define your word. What is a mandate? Who has the authority? Where's the authority? Give me the authority. I brought and that we, up. Uh, call me after the show and we'll we talk about it, Okay. I right, thank you, Ralph. Yep. Absolutely. God bless you. These these ass these these word. These these people that just they're little tin gods. Evil, demonic. And they think they know without doing the research. And I don't pretend to know everything, but I'll tell you what, I know one heck of a lot. Because I've been doing this a darn long time and I can point to where this stuff is. So anyways. And I'm going to doing it. I've been through the courts. Until you have an experience of going through, have you been in the Federal Court of Claims, the Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, any Court of Appeals, the Supreme Court of the United States? Have you been there? I love tangling with these liars. And I can show you how they're lying. Because they print it. <laughs> it's not my opinion. It's their stuff. I just learned how to read it. That's the key, and having a Westlaw. By the way, there is a uh, shared seat of Westlaw, which, if you're interested, it's a hundred and about six or seven dollars a month for a year, um, and you can share it with other people. But if you're in this battle and you want to look up case law or definitions, uh, words and phrases is in there. Uh, law reviews, all of the federal register, all of the CFRs, all the stuff is there, and I'll show you how to do it. So anyway, if anybody's interested in uh, uh, taking the spare seat and sharing it with other people, uh, give me a shout. It's 907-355-8304. Because uh, I'm telling you what, if you didn't have Westlaw, and I can tell you how to use it in about 15 minutes, and it's not the way they say to use it, Answers are there. It just takes a little bit of elbow grease. So anyways, getting back to this nonsense of how this stuff works, general applicability. Okay, I need to know, number one, if it's in the federal register, is it any good if it's still there and it's never been appealed or amended? Yes, it's good. As good as gold. Only a statute can can trip it up. So if there's a statute that comes out against it, then the Federal Register publication is no good. So that's one thing I needed to know. Is it really, is it forever like a statute? If a statute's there, is it still good if it's not been amended or repealed? That's an important question. And I found it. And they print it. So now we know that if it's in there, it's good as gold until it's amended or repealed or, quote, some counterfeit statute called public law which is not since 1936 by the way, they went totally public laws, they don't have a they are not a law of the United States they don't say they are, because they can't look at the definition of Black's Fourth, I'll send you the definition if you want to see it, you can start there it's real apparent so anyways so now we're in there now what I've been talking about The first, the only things you need to understand, the simplest way to expose that it has, quote, no force and effect of law, that's Chrysler v. Brown, 441 U.S. 281. 441 U.S. 281, 1979. Holdings. 553, B as in boy, in parenthesis, has to be in a proposed rule and in a final rule. Now, I found something that they call it public participation. And I found that in this Senate document 248. But they cite, but we're not supposed to read it. You know, we're not supposed to. It's kind of like the Bible back initially. You know, we'll get up in the Catholic Church, we'll talk about it, but you can't have one. Because you might get educated. You might actually read and say, no, wait a minute here, I'm being lied to it's called public participation. So the nonsense that they have, which I thought for a while there might be a way, because it didn't make a logical sense that they could do it, but I couldn't prove that they couldn't, is you will find all kinds of nonsense. They will publish a final rule with no proposed rule. They'll do a Proposed rule and a final rule with notice and comments, but it won't say 553B. Or they will put in, in one, uh, we're not doing 553B, but if we have a notice and comment in a final or a fi- uh, f- uh, proposed or final, all over the place. The public participation mandates From the Administrative Procedures Act, it's sections three and uh, four, by the way, in 1954, the the, uh, IRS, if you look in the front of your book, if you have a book of CFRs, they cite that federal register, they print it, and they leave out the last paragraph, which says we're going to do section three and four, because they can't. They just leave it out. So it's there. I mean, it's up to you to go get the federal register and see that last paragraph. So they admit they're not doing it. That's one of several places they admit it. Many other ones. So anyways, we have this thing. You search on 553B in a proposed and a final rule, and if you can't find it and they say they're going to adhere to it, you're done. You know you're being caught, and there's, a thou- there's all kinds of variations of it. Notice and comments, proposed rule, final rules, just final rules, just all over the place, or no notice and comment. And the other one that I couldn't figure out for sure, I had to prove it. And they put it in the APA. They put in it's impractical, unnecessary, and not in the public interest. I've seen those. And they have to state the emergency, which they never do. And I said, Well, I got them because they don't state the emergency. No, it's better than that. Because the impractical tells us they're the enemy. I got it in a, a Senate document, giving the definition, and then I've got it in court cases when I knew what I was looking for. It says, a situation and when the due and required execution of an agency functions would be unavoidably prevented by its undertaking public rulemaking procedures. So we would, if, they couldn't go ahead if we were able to comment on it. Well, what the heck? Yeah. So when they do this, there's no public participation. There's no notice and comment. There's no proposed and final rules. They may do it in a proposed and final rule. I've seen that. But if there's no public participation saying we're doing 553B, it is a con. And I have it in Supreme Court cases. Okay, so I had to disprove that nonsense. That's a false flag. They're gaslighting us. Why would they put that in there and not make it really clear? Okay, so that's one of the cons they do. Another one of the cons is they call the Chevron deference. And what that means is the agency will kind of mirror like in the Social Security Act, they mirror the statute. And so the Supreme Court, because the people that plead it, don't plead, don't give the real stuff. And so the Supreme Court says, well, you know, it it mirrors the statute, so uh, we'll give it deference. Well, I found (coughs) in the Supreme Court cases, I'm building, working on a module on that, deference doesn't do a dang, ding, dang thing. It has no force and effect of law, and you can't hold anybody to it. It's another illusion. It's another magic trick. Deference. It's got there's only one way is public participation. Proposed rule, same we're doing 553B and final rule, 553, giving answer with facts, and then they have to wait 553D is in delta, 30 days. And they have if they bypass that, they have to do the same thing. Back Oh, uh-huh.
3: Ask yourselves those questions, folks. Then ask yourself, what is that knowledge worth to me? Like my morning coffee, how would I survive without it? A voice of truth and a sea of lies. Do we not all need to make sure it survives? I have another update on the fundraising situation. We can accept PayPal through the RBN site. You can mail in cash, check or money order, made out to RBN. Made out to RBN. The postal address is 2251 Double Creek Drive, number 302, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. If you send in a check or money order, it needs to be made out to RBN. Just the three letters, RBN. And if you have any questions, call 800 724 two seven one nine extension three feel free to call on in uh on this issue and we'll try and get you squared away
5: the network thanks you have you ever needed to make a phone call but didn't want the person you're calling to know that it was you on the other end Have you ever needed to make a call and wanted to keep your phone number and location private? Well, now you can with PatriotPhone.com. PatriotPhone.com will enable you to make unlimited calls anonymously. That's right, unlimited anonymous phone calls to anywhere in the U.S. and 36 countries around the world. Our most popular phone plan includes unlimited calls, your own phone number, voicemail, call forwarding, and many other great features. Visit PatriotPhone.com to get your own phone number in any state, and take back control of your phone calls. PatriotPhone.com also allows you to record your calls and access all of your phone records online. PatriotPhone.com works with iPhones, Android-based phones, and Windows computers. Protect your privacy and your freedom with unlimited anonymous telephone service from PatriotPhone.com. Today, that's PatriotPhone.com.
1: Okay, well we're back here and uh, so the bottom line is it's just really super simple to see if it has a force and effect of law. You just get to find the CFR, go to the credits, ignore treasury decisions if it's IRS, go to the Federal Register Publications, download it, and search for 553 little b in parentheses. I've never seen one yet that passes muster. There has to be, number one, a proposed rule and say they're doing it. Number two, there's got to be a final rule saying they're doing it and then they have to wait 30 days. Never seen one yet. That's all there is to it, to find out. But there's more because I kept seeing this regulatory nonsense. Well, it doesn't do this. We don't have to do the regulatory stuff and uh, then they can disapprove it. I said I better check those out because what if they use some of that? Because I don't know what I don't know it. If I don't know it. I butter. And I couldn't believe some of the stuff that I found. I just it. Uh, I don't know what to say. But it makes so much perfect sense, which is unbelievable. I found this this uh, one is in five uh, United States Code and it's uh, the uh, where they can do what's called a quote joint uh, resolution disapproval end quote. Now the other gentleman that called is right it's a resolution it's, it's not law. it's just where they agree to do it. disapproval, And approval, those are reserved used almost always for what's called judicial determinations, judicial opinions, judgments. So we got a problem with the word disapproval. But it gets worse. And now I understand the con. Because, see, you see, in 8 United States Code, G. Okay, G. This is 8 United States Code, Section 802, G is in good. This section enacted by Congress one, an exercise of rulemaking power of the Senate and House of Representatives. Hear what I just said? Their approval or disapproval is part of the rulemaking part of Congress. What did I just say? What Congress has done, they're saying, we have created a front called Federal Agencies and we give them all kinds of broad powers and nonsense. And they are mandated to put forward what we can't do directly. I got that, by the way, too. Supreme Court says what you can't do directly, you can't do indirectly. Congress cannot make rules and regulations, period. So what do they do? Well, let's create the administrative state. We'll create agencies, federal agencies outside of the Constitution We will mandate that they got to have the stuff they're doing in the Federal Register because we need to know what they're doing along with the public so we can fool them. And then we are going to reserve the right that we are part of the rulemaking process. We are part of this rulemaking. You get the concept? They put the Federal Agency out in front. You're going to make a rule and then we get to say whether it's up or down because that we're, that is a continuation of the rule making process I couldn't believe it so they're using fronts con men just like in our politicians or all these agents they always have front men that you go after just like they were you go after twitter and all them that they're doing something No, the uh, the, <coughs> the secretaries of the states are involved in that and they are mandating what the twitter and those people do cuz they got contracts with them twitter and those guys are the fronts our government is behind the scenes pulling the strings dr shiva's got the the, the documents on it our own government is working against us. Has been for decades. It's not our government. It's been overthrown, by the way, in case you haven't figured it out by now. There are no public officers. There's no constitutional courts. I can prove all those things now. They print it. It's just a matter of putting the pieces together. It's like a picture. All of a sudden it all fits. <coughs> but think about this. Congress says We're part of the rule-making process. That's why we can do a joint resolution disapproval. Oh, but it gets better. Then what they say, because you see, the courts have said that these rules that are supposed to be substantive or legislative rules are like statutes.
6: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at tlbtalk.com and join the social
4: media revolution. Extendivite 7-herb formulation is approved to help maintain cardiovascular health and help lower blood lipid levels in adults. Extendivite is made from hawthorn, garlic, valerian, cayenne, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, and milk thistle. The herbs at Extendivite have been chosen for their ability to help with overall health. Many people have reported improved energy and stamina in just a few months. If you think you could feel just a little bit better, then Extendivite may just be for you. Extendivite is an all-natural supplement. Extendivite is only sixty nine ninety five for a two-month supply. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit heartdrop.com. That's H-E-A-R-T-D-R-O-P.com. Extend your life with
7: Extendivite.
1: Okay, while well we're back here, I really want to make sure... This is one of two astounding things. This is why I've been so doing this, because I want to know all the things. There's always stuff to be to found. And just you gotta look at all the aspects, because these are a bunch of liars and they're really good at it. So under the five, United States Code eight oh two, Congressional Disapproval Procedure. That's what it's called. Okay? Gee, this section is enacted by Congress as an exercise of rulemaking power of the Senate and House of Representatives. So their ability to do joint resolution disapprovals is part of the rulemaking power of Congress. So they're part of the rulemaking. So they send out then the front men called the federal agencies. They publish it in the federal register. General applicability, legal effect, and of course, none of it passes the APA. But let's say some of it did, regardless. Congress still (coughs) is using the federal agencies and them to put in the federal register rules. And then Congress is part of that rulemaking. They're reserving, well, we don't like what you did. So they can do a joint resolution disapproval. And disapproval approval is a judicial determination. Almost every court case said that. Not all of them, but that's basically it. So they're doing something judicial, but oh, it gets worse. Because you see, I've got Supreme Court cases say if if a federal agency passes a rule, it's taken by the courts as a statute. Stop and think about that for a minute. So Congress can disapprove something that is taken by the courts as a statute. Then I found that in these cases, because I'd been bypassing it, I hadn't I'd seen it, filed it away, it's substantive law. Oh, it's we're creating benefits, defining them, and then we regulate them. Admission, it's a benefit, but it's worse yet. You think can it get any worse? So Congress is using federal agencies as a front to publish regulations to get their policies done for citizens of the United States. But then I found two other things. I just, I just like I say, it was a great week. This is in. United States code 801 congressional review this is the same part of this joint resolution stuff they're doing here this is one of the let's see how many of them, uh, code sections did they put into that there's uh, eight of them okay I found this it says this is 801 G again it's G as in good or guilty or whatever, I found this. It says, if Congress does not enact a joint resolution of disapproval under Section 802 respecting a rule, comma, no court or agency may infer any intent of Congress from any action or inaction of the Congress Rather, with regard to such rule, related statute, or joint resolution of disapproval. What did I just say? Congress is saying if we don't do anything, you can't infer that it's good or bad. We're washing our hands of it. We have no responsibility. If we choose to disapprove it, we can shoot it down. If we can get through the House and the Senate and the President and the Senate. But we're saying if we don't do anything, the courts are going to take it like a statute. But Congress is saying, no, you can't hold us accountable that it might be a statute or people get hurt or anything. We're washing our hands of it. Because we didn't disapprove. It doesn't mean it's valid or not valid. We're just saying we got it passed you and y'all didn't know any better. So we're saying Congress is using federal agencies as fronts to make rules (coughs) they can do a joint resolution of disapproval and shoot it down because that's part of the rule making progress they're acting as a federal agency overviewing a federal agency acting like a court and if they don't do anything you can't hold them accountable even though they're part of the process by their own admission You're starting to get a smell of something's really really bad have you ever heard this before I sure haven't I read this and I just I said I, I can't believe what I'm reading but it makes perfect sense because it can never be a statute but these Congresses are calling a statute of these courts <coughs> because it's, quote, under the same as a public law, which is not a statute of the United States. It's not a law of the United States. It's something for a class of people called public rights. This is getting a little complicated. But if it's public rights, then we can get away with it, as long as everybody doesn't squeal. Public rights. What the hell is a public right? In our country we have individual rights. An individual unalienable right. Public rights is nonsense. That means we're screwed. And they're doing it. And they call it substantive law. So what we're saying here, the, the Congress is using the federal agencies to make rules, regulations, we know none of them pass the APA, but that's fine, because we don't know how it works. They got a, There must be, I don't know how many variations of bypassing it. As the bottom line is, you can't not know you're driving down the road and you miss the jug hole every time. You can't tell me you don't know what a damn jug hole is. <coughs> and they're very good at it. And I can pick it out now. So, we're saying, again, this is really important. Congress, the federal agencies are an extension of Congress's rulemaking. They're considering that we are hiring them to do rulemaking, but we're part of the rulemaking process too. And we can do judicial, or I joint resolution, disapprovals, but then we're also saying if we don't do anything, And even though the court's uphold it, we're washing our hands of it. We didn't say it's good or bad just because we didn't do anything. That's what they're saying in 801. That's what it says. It says no court or agency may infer any intent of Congress from any action or inaction with regard to such rule, related statute, or joint resolution of disapproval. So if they do a joint disapproval rush resolution nobody's supposed to pay attention well what in the heck are we doing here I didn't take my good dose of the matrix this morning and then we got something else I found the third thing I found this week I just like I say it just keeps getting better and better I found under the initial regulatory flexibility analysis because they have a way of saying, well, you know, if it's over $100 million, we don't got to, or under $100 million, we don't got to do nothing, that type of nonsense. So we'll put money out there. But what they're saying, this is five United States Code 603. Initial regulatory flexibility analysis. Oh, it's flexible, all right. 5 U.S.C. <coughs> 603. Whenever an agency is required by section 553 of this title, comma, or any other of law, comma, to publish a general notice of proposed rulemaking for any proposed rule, comma, here's where it gets good, or publishes a notice of proposed rulemaking for an interpretive rule involving the internal revenue laws of the United States the agency self-prepare and make available for public comment and initial regulatory analysis. Do you know what I just read? They're talking about all these other, or publishes a notice of proposed rulemaking for an interpretive rule involving internal revenue laws of the United States. Not laws of the United States, internal revenue laws. (coughs) They're admitting, separating out, they do what? interpretive rules the courts have ruled over and over interpretive rules are garbage they don't got nothing to do with you or me (coughs) they're putting it in print separating it out that if they're doing flexibility financial stuff they have to act they have to put in the money for the internal interpreting rules of the IRS, what's that tell you? Why would they separate that out? Because they can't, it won't, it doesn't, it doesn't fit under five five three b, or five five three this title, or any other law. They can't do it, so they have to put an exclusion in. We're not doing substantive regs, legislative rules for the IRS, so we have to say. Or comma, or or not and or publishes a notice of proposed rulemaking for an interpretive rule involving the internal revenue laws of the United States. Shall prepare and how much money it's going to cost. So I found three things. They admit they're doing interpretive regs except for the IRS. And they have to say how much money they're spending on this interpretive rig if it's over a certain amount. Then I've found that the the Congress has said, we are part of the rulemaking process of federal agencies, so therefore we have the, we are (coughs) reserving unto ourselves, we made it up ourselves, we empowered ourselves to be part of the rulemaking of federal agencies as the front, to up or down it as a joint resolution, disapproval, but then we also said if we don't do anything, you can't hold us accountable whether we do anything or not, whether it's a statute or a rule or whatever, (coughs) no court can hold us accountable for the rule, and we didn't do anything, you understand the things I just said, they print it And if you didn't get it, the one is eight, United States Code, I'm sorry, five, United States Code 801G. If Congress does not enact a joint resolution of disapproval under 802, (coughs) respecting a rule, no court (coughs) or agency may infer any intent of Congress from any action or inaction of Congress with respect to such rule, related statute, or joint resolution. Now I've got one more to add. So now Congress is saying we're part of the rulemaking process, but we don't put that out. <clears throat> they're also saying we have a... Uh, <coughs> we, we know that all they're doing is notices of uh, interpretive rules for the IRS... We're saying that we're not responsible. Oh, we got one more. Let me go find it here. Why <clears throat> am I glad I went into this other part? I've, I've just never bothered to take the time <clears throat> to go look. But I want to know the answer to everything. Like I say, when I get there, I'm. We're going to pound on these people. <clears throat> There's so many things that's absolutely you just. You just can't make it up. I, I don't know what to say. It just—it just shocks the conscience. <clears throat> it also says in the five, United States Code, section six eleven. They talk about small entity. Oh, that's the wrong one. Uh, just a minute here. I got the wrong one here. I'll get to it here in a Gotta find it here Here it is. It's eight oh five. Five United States Code eight o five. Judicial review. No determination, finding or action or admission under this chapter shall be subject to judicial review. No determination. No finding that Congress makes. No action or admission. ...under this chapter shall be subject to judicial... ...so whatever the hell we're doing with federal agencies... ...whether we do it or we don't do it... ...you can't hold us accountable... ...and no court can look at it. <coughs> Boy. Well, now what am I missing here in logic? Let's see. I send out a federal agency... ...under the Federal Register Act... ...general applicability and legal effect... ...I reserve the right under 802, joint resolution, disapproval, I can say yea or nay, but you can't hold me accountable if I don't do anything. No court or agency can hold me accountable for anything I don't or don't don't do, so it has no validity, whether it passes or it don't pass, muster, or the Congress did anything, I also say I have a special thing dealing with the IRS. It's internal or it's interpretive regs only. And I admit it, which has no force and effect of law on people. And then I even say no court can look at anything, regardless of whether it's, let's see, finding, no determination, no finding, action, or admission. So if I don't do anything or if I do anything, Congress, the court's got to turn a blind eye. (coughs) (coughs) Excuse me. So Congress is saying, I have got my own little world over here to screw the people of these you know, several states. I create a federal agency. I withhold that I am part of the rulemaking process. I can up or down it with a joint resolution disapproval. You can't hold me accountable if I do do something. You can't hold me accountable if I don't do anything. And then the disapproval is the same as this rule is the same as the statute but Congress can't or the courts can't do anything about it and then I'm making special interpreting rules for the IRS and I admit it are we in trouble stop and think about what I discovered federal agencies Are mandated anything that applies to the people has to be in the federal register.
8: Hey gang, Patrick Slattery here with an important message that is pertinent to anyone who shops for groceries, eats food, or just has an inquisitive mind like myself. What I'm about to introduce you to is a segment of our food culture that has been kept so low profile to the American public that virtually no one is aware of how dominant it is on our refrigerator and cupboard shelves. What I'm talking about is the kosher certification industry and the new app, Koshertify, that delivers a comprehensive education on all aspects regarding this little-known practice. After reviewing this app, I found that it is useful for practically anyone who purchases food, regardless of their religious faith or identity. Its database of products not kosher certified is a win-win convenience for all food-conscious people. So why not check out the kosherquestion.com or click on the link at nationalbugle.com and see how modifying your grocery shopping with the kosher-certified app can make a huge
5: difference for your future. Standing six foot four, weighing 245 pounds of crime fighting, political science, analyzing broad. Ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Patrick Slattery. So Mike, get off this anti-cicada agenda. I'm a born again traditional Christian and my favorite possessions are right here on my nightstand. That would be the King James Bible and my 357 revolver.
0: I'd rather be ruled by Chinamen
5: than Jews. Cool it with the anti-Semitic remarks, right?
8: Tuesday at 9 Central and Wednesday at 1 Central.
1: Okay, well I'm back here and um, five United States Code 801 and 802 five USC 801 and 802 go to G <coughs> one of them says we're part of the rulemaking process to do joint resolution disapprovals and the other one in G says we're not accountable to anybody courts or anybody whether we do something or don't do anything and then they put it in 805 <coughs> says no determination finding or action or admission subject to judicial review so the courts stay out of this we got our own little place fine field <coughs> so that's 801 and 802 of title 5 G and then there's 805 and then we have five United States code 602 604. And 602 that said, or yeah, 603 and 604, we got a special thing for IRS. You have to do a proposed, any proposed rule by the IRS, internal revenue laws, we have to <coughs> see how much money it's going to cost or whatever. They specifically pull out internal or interpreting regs for the IRS for proposed rule. That we have to say how much money this proposed this interpretive rig is going to do. They call it interpretive rig. Don't hide it. Six hundred three and six hundred four, Title V. interpretive rigs, IRS. Five U.S.C. eight hundred one and eight hundred two. G. Both of one, we're not responsible. The other one, we're part of the rulemaking process. And then eight hundred five, say no court can look at it. Those are five things I found this last week. Because I had never bothered to look into their regulatory nonsense. I was concerned about substantive force and effect of law. There's none of those. But this over here is an admission that Congress is part of the rulemaking process. The federal agencies are a front con men. How can Congress be part of the rulemaking process? And then they say, we're not responsible for anything we do or don't do. And the courts can't even look at it. In other words, we are criminals. And we've conned the American people and the courts are barred from looking at it. Now, I don't know. I haven't looked at all the these to read if there's been any notices of decisions. I'll bet there isn't. Because when I find these things, nobody wants to bring it up. How come there are 706 part 301 rigs internal for the IRS for filing, making a determination, doing assessments, taking your property? They're all 301 rigs, putting in your. How come nobody brings that up? How come nobody is going to talk probably Friday about what a human subject is? I think that's kind of important. Who does it apply to? You think it's not there? I did a word search on just the number of the under register and the, all these. Nobody's talking about it. I'm just a farm boy from Kansas. Yeah, I got an IQ on the plus side of a hundred. So what? What I do have is persistence, and I have something called logic, which most people are supposed to have is logic, common sense, and critical thinking. You look for facts. <clears throat> if it doesn't make sense, you've tried to figure out why. And none of them are doing it. should be interesting. Anyway, uh, next couple of weeks here, I've been you, but it's, just, it's taking me time to to uh, put these modules together because I'm looking for every aspect. If it's in the Federal Register, if it's amended or repealed, it's good. Anyway, God willing, we will see you next Sunday and we'll see what the Supreme Court does on the seventh.
9: listening to Republic Broadcasting
7: Network.